dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. DJ Killer Kid. Boss. And Hazel. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. Inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make the show. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, and A. Dizzle. You can't make this up, podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. A. Dizzle. Episode. 312. Yes, sir. Fellas, how was the week? It's pretty solid, man. Uh, I think the the highlight was probably the DJ gig that I was not looking forward to. This was the joint that was outdoors. I'm praying that it doesn't rain. Uh, I don't think I mentioned it during the pod, but this was also the wedding where they was like, I don't want to hear no Beyonce. I don't want to hear no Meg Thee Stallion. I'm like, okay. And then they sent me like the playlist. It's a lot of EDM on there. It's a lot of house music on there. And it's not like the Drake kind of house. It's like some actual the real house. Kid. The real, the real deal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not even Chicago house music? No. No. And even if it was, I, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about that. Uh oh. So, work it, work it. Uh oh. Are you working? You ain't hip to that? Mm mm. Uh, before your time. <laughs> Not at all. But I will say, there has been two gigs that I could, like, call and remember that I was not looking forward to I, I got the date on my calendar and i'm just dreading it just ready to get it over and done with and then they ended up being pretty cool so i was gonna say the, the snapchats i saw i saw you uh you a jerk i saw a stanky leg i, I don't know what you're talking about this one. It's like they was having a good time they was having a great time they was having a great time and what helped though is my friend my like one of my main homies was quote unquote the security at the wedding. Um <laughs> so me and him was just chilling. He brought a bottle, so I was entirely too drunk. <laughs> and uh um, security bought a bottle. Got it. Yeah, security <laughs> brought a bottle. He wasn't secure <laughs> nothing by the way. They gave him a t shirt. He didn't even put on a t shirt. He wasn't se- he wasn't securing to- anything. <laughs> yes. I have questions. Have you ever DJed at a wedding that needed security. That's more for Kev. No. <laughs> uh, I have not. I have not. <laughs> Why did they think they know. needed security for this wedding? Man, so allegedly the mom and I guess one of the sisters was beefing. Oh. So, so they gave my friend a, a couple Facebook pictures of some white women. They, I guess they didn't show up. <laughs> He, he was chilling with me and the DJ just the whole welcome. time. And I was asking him, I'm like, so if they showed up, what are you going to do? <laughs> you going to just say, hey, you can't be here? Like, you're 
this nigga's not a security guard. <laughs> that, was my that was my question. Has he ever been a security guard somewhere else? Uh, Moonlight security, homeboy security, nowhere. The, the closest he's ever. Security. The closest he's ever been to security is a basketball referee, and he said that he should have he should have brought his traveling. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, but the overall it was a it was a good uh good ceremony, long reception. Um a lot of the times the reception ends early and uh we niggas start packing up. Niggas, you know, I could I could take off take down one speaker and just play off of one for the last hour. Um, but not the case. This shit went to the last minute and even beyond. Niggas was still there trying to turn up. See, for me, what week is this? I don't even know what week this is. This is, <laughs> okay. So, I had um, a, a random inquiry. I don't know if I told y'all this. I don't think it happened until Monday. I don't remember if I told you this or not. But, um, <clears throat> A gig or a lane I've been trying to get into is some of these corporate gigs and doing some of these main events or for like big, big companies. And, uh, my boy, uh, that I went to high school with is a big wig at a bank. And, um, he booked me to, for their like employee day on Thursday. So I'm traveling down to Cincinnati and it's for, uh, uh, Chase Bank. So like they're Cincinnati employees, Dayton employees. They're having like an employee day and I'm gonna be DJing for them this Thursday. So I got, I got that gig. I'm excited for that. Kind of want to put my stamp down because I like to play all kinds of music and that sounded like it's going to be a perfect spot to tap into all kinds of music. So, um, looking forward to that gig. I also got booked or an inquiry for, um, Trotwood Homecoming. So I'm hoping, hoping that, uh, solidifies this week but that's in the works and then i also got an inquiry for a 50th class reunion um in 2023 one of my homeboys parents uh knew i was a dj actually uh knew about me doing some of the 92.1 old school groove nights at jilly's so he thought that i could handle that gig and reached out so uh i got a couple inquiries so i'm excited about all that um is this I your busiest busiest time of year? Yeah, um, it gets pretty nuts for me. The fall, the fall last last couple of years have been pretty crazy. Um, I'm DJing starting this weekend. I'm DJing every weekend until. Let me pull up the calendar real quick. I am DJing every weekend until October 29th is the first weekend I have off. Dang. That's good, man. So, yeah, I literally got um, weddings every weekend in uh, September on Saturdays. I tie uh, all black party on Friday, September 30th. Then back to weddings on the October 1st, October 8th, October 15th, October 22nd, October 23rd. <laughs> the 23rd is in Clarksville, Tennessee, so I'll be traveling to Tennessee on a Sunday to do a wedding out there. And then Halloween comes, but that Halloween, uh, that Monday, I'm going to the Monday night game, uh, Browns and Bengals. So 
Super excited to have a weekend off after all that hard work. And uh, me and the boys is going to go to the Monday night. So, um, as far as the, uh, the week, it was all a lot of work. Uh, a lot of work with Edible, a lot of work with gigs, um, getting ready for all that I just mentioned. Um, receiving everybody's list back, organizing what needs to be organized. So, it was a lot of that. Also, my turntable is kind of jacked up. So, I've been trying to make sure I can get that working right. The platter was kind of acting weird, and it's got me a little nervous. So, so You got to back so it up? It's all, no, no, no. So <laughs> the backup will be renting probably. So, so. But uh, all should be well. Hopefully I can I – can, uh, I'm off tomorrow, and I plan on digging in deep and figuring all that shit out. So aside from that, it was football weekend was back. Uh, my fantasy squad is doing well. My – Squad is 0-1. I'm sure we'll get into it, but uh, we will. They should they, they should have been uh, 0-0-0-0-1, um, <laughs> and they really should have been 1-0 if you want to really get into it. Cause, uh, but we'll, we'll say that for a little bit. We get into all that. <laughs> we definitely gonna get into all that. Uh, I ain't do shit but work. I ain't do shit but work, 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 work. You know, with Ohio State football being back, hosting pregames for that, high school football being back, and this will be a week one of the NFL, man. We jam-packed on wing. Yesterday I was hosting the um, Sunday morning tailgate show. Me and Kenner was out there at Frickers hosting that, did that, and then I got a chance to watch the great game yesterday. I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But speaking of the game, I had a chance to go to the game but the tickets was just a little too high for my price range, so I, I sat it out. But uh, you talking about the Ohio State game or the no, 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 the the, the Steelers. You're talking about the Colts, Colts, Texans game. That was awesome. <laughs> nah, nah, them prices is real low for them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I ain't do shit but work, and you know, Killer know about this. He came to see me, hooked him up with a pair of tickets to check out Jimmy oh, Wine. Yeah. Case and John B. So went to see that concert. Uh, it was at Caesar Ford Park in Xenia. I've never been there a day of my life. I didn't even know this place existed until this concert came up on the calendar. And uh, I was scheduled to host it with Faith. But, you know, a couple things didn't go the way they were supposed to go financial-wise. So, I wasn't going to host anything. I wasn't going to be doing anything. I was just going to mm-hmm. go to the show and enjoy the show as a patron. But Faith being Faith, she talked me into co-hosting with her. Really, she was doing all the work. I was just up there, to be real. Said a couple uh corny jokes and just kept it pushing and everything like that. But the show was a good time. Uh Killer was in the building. Killer I got to <laughs> chime back when you're ready because I left go out. Go ahead, a, bro. I left go out. Ahead. A huge story. I left out a huge story. Go, go, go for it. So, Cabruin, y'all was all there. Y'all know I came for the turn up, right? Yeah. This was this was show. (laughs) I came for the show. This was me and the wife's probably first date outside of me being cheap and bringing her to all these weddings (laughs) that we've that we've had in a while. So. I was on the same mission, so I'm pre-gaming at home. She ain't trying to really pre-game with me. So we we get out there, have a good time at the show. I come holler at Kev. I probably had – I'm double-fisting the whole show. Indeed. So, so I'm ha- having a great time. 
We uh, leave a, right before Genuine's last song. No shots at Kev or the show. The show was great. But there was some sound quality issues for each artist that just made things a mm. little bit, a little bit just uh, not even like, it wasn't even like dampered the night. The show was still cool. It just, it just affected the flow of the night. Yeah. So, especially with so, K. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we decided to get, beat the traffic. So I'm leaving the show. Um, probably shouldn't have been driving, but I was. And get on the highway, and I hear doom, doom, doom. I'm like, is that my tire? Oh no! So I pushed the, I pushed the little thing to show my tire pressure, and front driver size at three. So three, I begin at three. So I'm, I'm supposed to be at like forty or thirty-five, whatever. So I pull over, and there's a guardrail, and I don't want to be in the road trying to change my tire. So I'm like pushing it real slow, trying to get past this guardrail so I can get more in the grass, change my tire. Right. So get out the car. I'm in full blown change of tire mode. Um, as soon as I get the uh, spare tire out and I'm getting ready to do the switch, all of a sudden I see flashing lights pulling up. I'm like, damn. So the cop is pulling up behind me. The rollers. So, so she, it's a female cop. She gets out. She's just kind of watching me change my tires. She's kind of small talking, asks where we coming from. Da, 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 da. Then she hits us with the, so I'm kind of smelling alcohol. Um, who was driving? And I was like, my wife. And to be in all honesty, my wife had one and a half white claws during the show. Like that's all the alcohol she consumed. So, so I went ahead and passed that driving off to her. So. I'm full-blown changing the tire. She goes, let me go ahead and check you while he's doing that. So she takes her to the back. I'm thinking she's about to do the whole shebang. I'm like, damn. I put, the wife in the, I put the wife in the hot seat. So <laughs> Did your wife hear that you put her in the hot seat? Or is this all brand new news? She, or did she hear no, the, the plan? She, she was standing there when I said it. And okay. she knows me. And I know her. And, she, and I knew who was the least sober. I mean, who was, who was, who was, who was, uh, the soberest? So, soberest. <laughs> so she only, <laughs> had, she only had two beers. So, and they were white cloths. So she went back there, took the flashlight, did the eye test, and then they're walking back. So I'm like, cool. So she's shining the flashlight, making sure she's just kind of watching over, making sure it's going well. I change the tire. She, uh, lets us, she actually like leaves when I get it pretty much done pulls up. So I look at the wife like, my bad. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, no, no, it was cool. She was like, but if she would have had me do that walking shit, drunk or not drunk, that shit fucks me up every time. So <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm glad I didn't have to do the walking Or the ABCs. But, uh, yeah. That, oh, I actually learned Is that. Is that a real story. thing? So, uh, so I've heard. <laughs> I was scared. I was scared into believing that it was. So me and my military friends took the time to do Z Y X W V U T S R Q P O N M L K G I H G F E D C B A. So we, I'm ready for that test. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that one, but all was well. The cop was cool. We got out of that situation. So it just. It actually 
was one of those nights where we wasn't doing our normal do that we do. So we were actually, you know, it could have been a lot worse if they, if they would have been smelling and uh, smelling liquor and other things. So it was it was actually a night that uh, out of all the nights it could have been, that was the best night for it to happen. So all was well, but I forgot to share that story because I left early and all I'm thinking is the whole concept of the see me the highway changing my tire as they drive by because ain't but one way back to the city from the cornfield so man so. now you want to talk about yeah. the sticks bro that joint was out in the sticks dog like i saw places where like bike paths go that i ain't even never heard of like i ain't never heard of some of these bike paths that was out there that i'll pass and i'm like damn i'll never yeah. make it this far out but uh the show was good time uh, <laughs> this is more of a uh, off pod combo. I'll tell y'all about on the on the on the on the back half. But you know, we got a chance to ride on the golf carts down to the bottom of the stage and everything like that. So when we leaving, we leave probably halfway through Genuine set or whatever. So we getting a ride back up. Like old buddy is driving up the wooded part with a little mini flashlight and all I'm thinking to myself like dude like if a deer run out here <laughs> like we're done for dude we're done right. for like that little ass you can't see shit with that little ass flashlight we'll just take it right to a tree but right. the people out there Grand County Parks and Rec they were awesome man you know they treated us treated us right man they treated us how we're supposed to be treated it was a good time man shouts out to Case Genuine and John B had a definitely question. had a good time. Yes, sir. Did did Genuine hit any of his viral moves? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. Now I did. I don't know if he did the, the standing, standing earthworm, but he definitely did the bobble. The bobble he head the, for sure. He did the giggity giggity. <laughs> the, the quagmire. He definitely did the quagmire on him one time, dog. It was it was hilarious, man. It is definitely a good time. I got a quick update, too. Go for it. Your boy got paid. I think on the last pod, pod, we talked about how I was stiffed a good half of the DJ payments. They said they was going to pay me Friday. I hit them up on Wednesday. Like, are y'all paying me Friday? (laughs) I'm getting my Googles ready. I'm getting my whatever lawyer I can muster up ready. <laughs> they said they was going to pay me Friday, so Friday came. I sent them my cash app, and I said, send the payment here. 20 minutes later, hear that ding. All is right in the world. Good shit. Nice. Good. Glad you got paid, sir. I'm glad you got paid. I hope the, I hope the photographer got paid as well. <laughs> right, absolutely, absolutely. Man, I, don't, I don't care about them. I'm glad I got them. <laughs> Can we do that. some sports talk? Can we do some sports talk? All right, all right. That's for Saturday, right? For sure. Go for it. You got it. I'm not. You got it. That's all your lane. You got it. You got it. I was just making sure we started there. Oh yeah, man. Well, we definitely got to start with Le'Veon Bell knocking Adrian Peterson the fuck out. <laughs> Two former I was dead ass wrong. I will admit it, man. You know, Adrian Peterson has a history of knocking people out, and some of those people he have knocked out has been his own children. So automatically thought Adrian Peterson was gonna put them paws on Le'Veon Bell. How wrong was I? Le'Veon Bell actually looked like a real boxer out there throwing combinations and smacked the hell out of A A P. Had him wobbling, 
Like, no, I'm good. No, sir. You are not good. Not good. So, So, I'm I'm happy with it, man. Like, uh, I think when the celebrity boxing matches first started, I'm, I was one that was like, we need more. Let's let's make this shit happen. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say that I was fortunate enough when I was in the military, um, when we got back from deployment in 2003, 2004, we had, uh, just, it was just a lot of love during that time for servicemen and women. And, um, Adrian Peterson was a, I believe freshman or, I think he was a freshman in 04, but he was there. He was, he had, he had to be a freshman or sophomore, but he was, uh, it was, a, it was a young cat at Oklahoma. And uh, we got to go enjoy a game, has the military personnel outside. We got to go to locker rooms. And I had to shake that man's hand. And everybody talks about his handshake. That shit is real, man. His shit, <laughs> he, like, almost broke my hand shaking my hand. I'm like, it ain't that serious, bro. Like, it ain't that serious. You ain't got <laughs> to go so hard at it. But I would have picked AP all day. I was I was shocked to see uh, Le'Veon with a bad ACL kind of ducking overhand. That was that was. That was kind of nice to see Le'Veon out there. Clean uh, connection. Uh, still clean. Yeah, yeah. Right on the it, it, looked, it, it looked like his ankle when he failed, and this is how Hardy knocked him out. It looked like his lower half just collapsed. And he that nigga folded like so, a chair. Yeah. yeah. So I would have picked AP all day long. I just I didn't think I didn't think Le'Veon had it in him. But now, like Dizzle said, I want to see like a whole goddamn NCAA bracket full of celebs <laughs> and just. I, I want fights everywhere. I want it. I want it all the time. That shit was entertaining. Nick Young got knocked out the ring. Did y'all see Nick Young? <laughs> I saw that. So, so I'm not sure what happened, but he was supposed to fight Blueface, and Blueface backed out mm-hmm. the fight. I didn't even know that until I saw the highlights. Yeah. Terrible. Blue, and Blue and Blueface done been in the ring a couple times, so mm-hmm. I say keep it going. I I, I love it. Yeah. That nigga Nick Young did a spin move like he was standing on the court <laughs> in the middle of the ring. No wonder you got knocked out. You got dizzy before he hit you. Right. <laughs> terrible, terrible. So, Killer, update us on uh, the U.S. Open. I, I know uh, uh, the black dude, I can't pronounce his name, no offense, brother. He from Baltimore. He didn't make it to the final. He lost in the semis. Yeah, uh, Francis Tafo, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Um, that was... Man, I left out a lot of shit in my week. I got so I'm gonna kind of bring this. I'm gonna kind of bring this in too. So Friday night was that tennis match, and um, it went five sets. The guy he was playing had already played two previous matches that had went five sets. So this was his third five set match. Um, Francis was seven and zero going into the fourth set throughout the tournament in tiebreakers. And no one had ever gone eight and zero in the U.S. Open tournament run in tiebreakers. So going to the fourth set, they get to a tiebreaker. Uh, Francis wins it. Uh, go to the fifth set. It like he just ran out of gas. I mean, he was. They was three and a half hours in. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of energy in the building. Um, uh, former uh, first lady Michelle Obama, among others, was in the building. And uh, yeah, a lot of it was just a lot of energy. So I felt like he just lost his energy. But the guy that he lost to was a 19 year old. Um, ended up going to the finals. Ended up winning the U.S. Open last night. Um, he is the uh, youngest ever to hold the number one spot. Um, he, uh, he he's a dog. I think it's Al. I can't say his name. Alcafez or 
something. But he's a he's a young phenom that's going to be a monster. But uh, Francis had a great tournament. Francis got a lot of new fans. A lot of right. I didn't know. I didn't know who Francis Typho was at the beginning of this tournament, and uh, now uh, I'll be following him for the rest of his career. So he was, it was, it was a great show and great tournament. Um, but Friday, well, I saw, I say all that to say, I was up late watching the tennis match, and I had my end of the year golf tournament Saturday morning. Oh, to, that's right. We we had to be on the golf course in our carts, ready to go by seven forty-five. So I had to leave at like 6.30 in the morning, get out there, get paid, get the clubs loaded up, deal with all the – everybody coming in, all that stuff. So um, me and my partner were playing for third place. So the championship match was happening in front of us, and we were in the consolation match playing for third place. Um, a partner wasn't playing well. I just got into my competitive juices, and I have had I have had a goal in golf. So I've been playing golf since '97. I took a five-year break from the military, and then I started playing leisurely after the military. So from 97 to now, I've been playing golf minus five years. I've never been able to break 90 in 18 holes. The lowest I ever shot is probably like 91, 92. I had had a goal of next year being able to break 90. So I go to this tournament. I'm playing, not even really watching my score. I'm just trying to focus. Man, we ended up. We were getting our ass kicked the first six, seven holes, and we won the last twelve holes, and we had a comeback of the ages. It was it was kind of like Brady versus versus the Falcons. We had a comeback oh, hey. of the ages, and um, uh, came back and we won third place. Hey. And and they uh, added up. Thank you. And when they added up my score, I shot a ninety-one. So go. that's so that's like top two or three rounds ever in all of my golfing life. Um, ended up winning like a hundred dollars for winning third place. I had the longest drive of the day out of all the people that was there, which which means that the people that hit it farther than me just hit it in the rough. Cause there's ten guys that hit it farther than me, but they all must have just had bad drives on that <laughs> hole. So look, so, this how much I know about golf. You said you had the longest drive. I'm thinking, damn, how far was your drive? Like forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It was a 30 minute drive. It was a Jamaica run. So that's out, that's out off of Germantown. So, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it was a great, a great day of golf. So I I had a full day Saturday. I had golf. I had to uh, do a two hour little baby shower in between golf, between golf and uh, the concert. Got home from the gig, showered up, started drinking, and hit the concert. That's why I got so faded because I'm like, if I just come up there in regular cab, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be dozing off. So I made sure Cam, I had a full day. Cab didn't give a fuck about seats. This nigga was down on the floor seats, left and right. Yeah. He was just living yeah. life. I was about to be like, this nigga about to be backstage in a minute. <laughs> I started climbing underneath the little rope, but I said, let me behave. Let me behave. <laughs> but I, but I came down and fucked with Kevin a few times out of nowhere. He was, him and his wife having a good time. I just snuck in between them and started singing the song. It was, <laughs> I, I was fucking with him, so I was having a good time. Oh, it was a good time for sure, man. So, uh, yeah, there was this game that went down yesterday between two teams. Killer, do you know what two teams they were? Uh, I know Green Bay played against Minnesota. Yeah, mother sucker. Um, <laughs> I think you're talking about the Steelers and the Bengals, unfortunately. 
You ain't even got no Bengals gear on, bro. What's going on? Cause I knew this nigga was gonna be too charged up. I knew he was gonna be too charged up. What a day. What a day. What a game. What a game. Man, listen. And I missed out. It started out with pick six by Mika Fitzpatrick. And I was like, that's how you start a game by intercepting the great Joe Burrow and taking it back for six, man. The defense was outstanding. They was fucking him up. Yeah. (laughs) So how did you watch the game? I was at work on Sunday. With me? Yeah. Yeah, so I was at work Sunday because, like I, like I told y'all, I've been DJing most Saturdays, so I'll be working most Sundays. Yeah, wait, so wait, wait, wait. we had a slow. Wait, 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 wait. You had the golf shit in the morning, uh, DJ in the afternoon, concert uh-huh. on Saturday, then got up early and went to work on Sunday? Correct. I had to be there at 9 o'clock. Peace mode. Peace mode. So I had to make sure I was done. So I was working hard from like 9 to 11.30, making sure that from 11.30 on, I could focus on my lineups, make sure my fantasy squads was set, make sure my DraftKings was right, and be ready for 1 o'clock. So sure enough, somebody puts an order in for a 1 o'clock pickup at like 12. But I had most of my extras ready, so I put it together and I was good. But then that led to traffic coming in at the 1 o'clock hour, people doing all their pickups, so we don't deliver on Sunday. So I literally saw – the interception, and then missed. <laughs> By the time I got to cleaning up, I was listening to it, but I wasn't physically watching it. So I wasn't physically watching it until basically th- after halftime. Um, I, I caught third and fourth quarter. Uh, pretty much didn't miss a snap third or fourth quarter, but half of it was on the laptop, half of it was in the car on the way home, and then and then when I got home, I had my red zone going on one on the laptop, and I had the game on the TV. So it was a uh, it was a game of uh, it was ugly football. It was a game that uh, both teams had multiple chances to mm-hmm. put it, to put it away. Um, it really showed me how important it is to play your starters in the preseason because some of the uh, when uh, T Higg went out with the with, with the with the hand or whatever or, or yeah, concussion. That's right, concussion. he got. He got he got knocked. So when when he went out, it led to people like Mike Thomas and some others that just – you can tell that timing ain't where it need to be. And um, it, it, it was uh, – I think we had a long snapper. Did he get hurt during the first – did he get hurt or was he just yeah, not there the whole game? Uh, he got hurt um, after y'all – yeah, after y'all touchdown, I think I guess he pulled his bicep or whatever. So they had to had a backup who is a third string tight end to be the long snapper. And anybody who watch football don't care nothing about the long snapper until something goes wrong. And exactly. something went wrong. Like he was obviously he doesn't do that full time. So the snap time is a little slower. So that allows a player like Mika Fitzpatrick to get there and block the extra point after y'all scored the tying touchdown and would have needed the extra point to take the lead. Blocks it, goes to overtime. Y'all get it again, get into good field goal range, and the snap is high, kick is wide left. We get the ball. We drive down, get a field goal range. We kick it. That shit go off. The upright sound like the Taco Bell commercial. (laughs) Then y'all get the ball. Y'all about to drive and win the game again. Joe Burrow gets blitzed off the edge, fumbles. Quirky rule comes into effect where – 
yeah. in the last two minutes of the game, only the fumbler can pick the fumble up and advance it. So y'all had to punt it back to us. We get the ball back. We finally get past the 50 in the second half and line up a field goal and win that bid. And yeah, win that one. bid. And you had the right face. You had the rule? right face. That rule is so terrible because we was in field goal range. He fumbles us out of field goal range. Our backup running back picks it up and runs us back into field goal range, and it's oh. all for nothing. All like, nothing. like that should be a high school rule at best. That should be <laughs> over with when college and NFL comes into play, but uh, <laughs> the rules are the rules, and I can't even be mad because uh, Mike Thomas dropped a ball that should have been a game winner. Um, rock and roll, yo. Make Fitzpatrick. He didn't even, even catch it. He, he squinted and, and balled up before the even. Yeah, he scored. Yeah, he scored. He caught it with the back of his wrist. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, – uh, Chase had a borderline play that could have been reviewed, never got reviewed, should have yeah, been looked at, should have been looked at. And then, you know, I feel like either the, we're both going to be good this year or we're both going to be shit this year after watching that game because I, y'all, y'all lost some key players. Uh, I think TJ, I think TJ Watt is, uh, I saw him kind of, I can kind of read lips very, uh, grade level, but it felt like he said, it's gone or something popped and he, the way he was not moving that left side, um, I feel like he gonna be hurting. I think Hayward, he was digged up pretty bad and he's a big part of that defense. So two of y'all, like captains almost, you yeah. know, could be, could be, uh, dealing with some injuries. I know my fantasy running back on the IR. So I'm, thank God I'm off tomorrow because I'm gonna be up early getting my shit. But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, a lot of injuries. Yeah, uh, TJ Watt, they say he tore his peck, so he probably out for the season. So my sure. whole thing while watching that game, like you said, when he came off the field, he was holding it. It's like, I tore it, I tore it. I was thinking to myself, damn, that sucks. All right, we got to win now. Like, I can't lose my best player and lose this game. We got to win the game because he's going to be yeah. out if he tore his peck. So, yeah, we was able to get it done uh, as far as long term or this season. Y'all be perfectly fine. I joke, I laugh, or whatever, whatever, but y'all be perfectly fine. I mean, y'all had four turnovers, five turnovers, and y'all still should have won the game. Like, our offense is pure shit. It's pure shit. It's basically, it's basically throw a jump ball that, uh, Deontay Johnson, hope he make a miracle catch and play defense. Which he did. Yeah, it was he nice. Did. He did. He it did. was nice. He went Jordan Logo on him, which was very nasty. But uh, I was talking to my uh, my brother Peanut. He from Cincinnati. He a huge Bengals fan. And uh, the funny shit is, his birthday was on Saturday, and his son's birthday was on Sunday. And I was like, man, y'all about to ring in y'all birthday weekend with this L from the Steelers. So hold that, <laughs> hold that, <laughs> hey, you, bro. But hold that, hold that L, bro. Oh, so are y'all are y'all more confident or less confident in y'all teams after week one? <laughs> I'm exactly I, the same. I'm exactly the same. We are gonna be uh nine and eight. We're gonna be nine and eight and miss the playoffs. I will say this about your team though. I think Trubisky, they want him to be the young Ben. He's athletic enough to be that. But he got to have time to throw the ball. 
he got to have weapons to throw the ball too. So I just feel like it's a it's a thing that could be a thing if it all clicks at once. If not, like you say, it could be a little bumpy. I, I think for us, right. I think for us it's the same way because football is football, man. And you go down and lose a, a left tackle, or you lose a you know this or that or whatever. You know they could change the how how everything's rolling. But I think with the way they're doing preseason now, where these starters ain't really getting no burn, they ain't really getting no reps. I think the first two or three games kind of become that, and then it get down to where we can't lose no more. We can't lose three more. We got we got to get to it, you know. So it it just it just don't let COVID it just gets the ball hit in December yeah. and January. Bro. Yeah. I was gonna say no, to y'all, there ain't no where monkey it over, bro. Where monkey pops go? <laughs> monkey pops has been gone for like a month. They ain't talking about nothing about no monkey pops. Speaking of COVID, y'all going to get the newest booster? Did y'all even get the booster? Y'all even get the booster? Nah. After I got vaccinated and it still caught COVID, why would I get the booster? Uh-oh. My mom is listening to this podcast right now, pulling her hair out, listening to you say that. What would she say? What's the argument? Hey, you, we'll just have her on the pod. I'll let her say it to you. <laughs> and I, but I will say, I've only had the regular, the regular degula, and I, I'm 0 for 3 on tests having COVID, never officially had COVID. My, 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 right, my mom and everybody else that's boosted up, they all kind of ran through it. So it's kind of like everybody I know that was boosted up done got it. Um, if I had it, it ain't on paper. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't down, so, <laughs> so, uh, now nah, I, I don't think, I, I think I'm more focused on the monkeypox than I am the COVID now. I'm, I, I got, I got the standard, I got, I got the standard issue for what I need to survive that, so now I'm trying to survive monkeypox. Man, the pox is real. Them fucking bumps and ugh, that shit looks disgusting. How the fantasy teams looking up? Cause I'm looking lovely right now. Yeah, I got the highest score of the week so far out of our league. Um, I think I had it at least last night before I fell asleep. Um, I did lose. Uh, I, I love the fact that I was picked as one of the worst teams. <laughs> um, because uh, I think I got Lamar Jackson. I had Stephon Diggs. I had Bateman. I had Juju. So I had some players that got me some work. And uh, – I think I'll be all right. I think I'll be all right for fantasy this year. All my teams this week are winning, so we'll see how tonight goes. Same, same. I think I I made a couple mistakes. Um, I got two leagues. I'm in two leagues right now, and I won both games. But the Cowboys with Elliott, Dak Prescott, bro, are they are they gonna turn it around or no. are they a lost cause no. at this point? Dak's yeah, out, out six to eight. He got surgery today. He had surgery today. He had six to eight weeks. It's a rap city for them boys. Now, I, I got to be honest. I got to be perfectly honest. So, on Sunday while hosting the pregame show for uh, the NFL, I got shook. I had the Steelers defense, and I put them on the bench because I got shook. I got scared. I saw Chase. I saw T. Higgins. I saw Joe Burrow. I was like, yeah, <laughs> Them niggas put up 40 on us last year, nigga. Fuck that, nigga. I went put out Tennessee defense to start, even though 
they was able to give me eight points. The Steelers defense would have gave me 22 points. Thank goodness I'm up by like 30 <laughs> points right now. I'll, I'll be good. But I'd have been sorry if I'd have lost by a point where I could have had all the points from the Steelers defense. It won't happen again. Yeah. I'm going to roll with my dogs. I'm going to roll with my dogs. <laughs> Yeah, I got a I got a high forty point lead over somebody that got uh Noah Fan tonight. So I unless Noah Fan does some amazing shit, I should be good to go. So have a career night. <laughs> right. He 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 gonna need seven touchdowns. Facts, facts. Before we slide up out of here, you know we gotta get these quick hitters in, man. I was watching today's show earlier, uh well last week I should say. They said no more snow days in the state of New York. On days that they have big snow, they will be going to virtual learning. Obviously, Dizzle, this doesn't affect near you. We don't have kids. But, Killer, you have three little girls. How will this affect the Killer household? So, to me, and this is Chicago, you said, right? I was just New York, Chicago. New York, New York. New- same shit. When they get snow, they get snow, right? Like when it happens, it happens. Yeah. So how how is the parent supposed to be able to go to work? We don't have no snow days in most cases. So you can't leave the kids at home to just be high schooling it up and doing homework. Like I know what I'd be on if I was home alone at fifteen. So <laughs> so uh mm-hmm. so I think that's a terrible, terrible idea just into the fact of you're gonna you're gonna have places that you know people are gonna be on their last strike with their employment. They're gonna have to decide between their kids and their job, and it's gonna really be you know it's just gonna be a thing. It's just it's just that that doesn't need to be a thing. I think the teachers love this. I think oh, the sure. love this because you know I remember days where we had so many snow days that we ultimately had to have extra days of school. I know that's like a thing that goes oh, yeah. on. So, like, for a teacher to know, like, all right, I'm working August 15th until May 28th for good, like, that's got to be a great thing to know, like, all right, once the summer comes, I know I ain't going to have to work again until next school year. So, I think the teachers are going to love it. I think they love virtual teaching now, so they ain't got to deal with some of these badass kids. (laughs) Right. But I will say, and my household is included, um, the effects that these kids is having with this pandemic, my middle child, who was already introverted, has now become really uh to the point where we considering, you know, therapy and other things just because her sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade year, those years where you're developing and you're changing and your body's changing and your life is yeah. changing, all that sh- stress that's already on you and then you don't have no social skills with nobody you thought you only got a few friends and they're just all kind of weighing on you at once <laughs> and then this pandemic really spun her for a loop as far as her social abilities and social yeah. skills and being comfortable with walking up to strangers and making friends like our generation we made friends all day every day you yeah. walk up to a to a people and and feel no way with just coming in and presenting yourself and 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 doing what you do. So she had a hard time really getting over that. So um, that's one of the reasons why I'm off tomorrow. Is we're gonna go address some of those things, have some meetings, get the ball rolling in the right direction, making sure things is right because uh, this this pandemic has really put a this whole and like that's that's her complaint is. When things get tough, when things get hard, can I just stay home and do the homeschool thing? Like that's mm-hmm. her. That's 
that's her out where it needs to be. Now nah, let's address why you feeling this way. Let's address yeah. the, the, the bigger picture. So, so it, it, it has a longer effect more than just like, you know, that school year or this particular season, like this is really affecting multiple kids at her school, multiple kids at her age bracket. So, so something that uh, is, is going to be a thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a lot of great points, and it's obviously affecting you and your household. And, you know, us on the outside looking in, all we concerned about is like, all right, man, are they going to play football this week? Or, <laughs> yeah. uh, am I going to be able to go on this vacation? Do I got to wear a mask on the airplane? Do I got to get tested right. to go back to work and everything like that? Uh, how many people going to be in the office and everything like that? You bring up a lot of good points, and way more important stuff is going on, especially with kids. You know, that's a very important time for a kid's development. I mean, middle school is, like, really where you become yourself, you know what I'm Exactly. And she, and she missed all of that. And, like, I even think back to Shasta Rudy. You know, I've told you all that story a thousand times. But she was at Camp Kern on a Wednesday and come back to a Friday where they hand you an iPad and say, go home for the rest of the school year. So right. she and then her birthday her birthday was in between that. So you spent your birthday at Camp Kern, you're ready to come home, have a birthday weekend in the world clubs. You know what I'm saying? So just those little effects that happen at that age could could really spin a child and take them down a road that they don't need to be going down and uh we got too much love in this household to let that happen. So we we gonna we're gonna get to it and, and figure it out uh like one thing that's really helped though, she got invited to them being a yearbook club, so like Meeting new friends, some after school activities. Her sister is after school activity guru, does it all. <laughs> so, and then that's been a thing. They're 14 months apart. They're in different buildings. One of the first times that they can remember, you know, so she don't have big sister in the hallway that she can always, you know, go chat with during lunch and things like that. So, so yeah, but it's all good. Man. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. I know, Dizzle, you brought... Go ahead, go ahead, bro. Nah, I was just saying best of luck, because that is something I, you know, no kids of my own that I would even have to think about. All I'm thinking is, if I was a child, I need my snow days. I'm looking looking forward to all the snow so I can look at the TV like an NBA draft for my school to be closed. (laughs) Watching my school as a ticker. But nah, man, that's crazy. and then you memorize the five schools before you, so you know when to, when to start you looking. You know, Triad yeah. local coming up. That means you're <laughs> on deck, you know. <laughs> so, so for me, when we used to have snow days, it was very rare. So I went to school out of my district. So everybody, I lived in Cleveland, but I went to Cleveland Heights. So in Cleveland, they didn't get the roads clear. But in Cleveland Heights, they got the roads clear. So we had mm-hmm. school. So when everybody outside having a blast early in the morning, like, we ain't got school today. We are about to get the party started. We about to start the snowman. We about to snowball fight. <laughs> we about to play tackle football in the middle of the street because they ain't plowed it. My Dukes is at the crib. Let's go. Time to go yeah. to school. I'm like, God damn. And then get home. Everybody's still playing. Go do your homework. If you can do your homework in time, you can get outside and play. I'm like, it's the winter time. The street <laughs> lights come on at five o'clock. It's already yeah. four. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna get it done in time. So, like, that's all I remember. So, the rare times that we did have a snow day, man, it was the best. It was the best. It was yeah. just mm-hmm. the best. doing doing as a kid to do nothing in the middle of the week. 
unmatched. Unmatched. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. And then, especially in those days when everybody went outside, like you knew it was going to be 10 on 10 at the hoop court. <laughs> or, 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 I mean, like, or like football. Like you, you just knew like the whole block was going to be out and you knew it was going to be good run and activity all day. So. All day. Them was the good old days. Six right. layers of clothes on, get to it. <laughs> Dizzle, you brought this story to the pod, man. United Airlines buys 200 electric taxis as early the as 2020. The future is here. The future Taking is here. Ubers. Uber flights, nigga? Yeah. That's Wheels like, the jet, like, like the Jetsons, man. Y'all not with it? Electric taxis. Electric air taxis. Yeah, electric air taxis. Yeah, that that that, that, that helps. Uh, yeah, y'all not, uh, y'all not with it? I mean, I'll let you go first. <laughs> if you make it back, then I'll consider it. I mean, it's the future, man. You got to embrace so, it. So what about us cheap folks that don't want to get, like, the, the Escalade? We want to get, like, the Prius. <laughs> like, like, we all... We all had that option in the air. You can't really go cheap in the air. You know, you don't have to, you don't yeah, have to cash out. Frontier, you know, spirit. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be an ugly way to travel. Nah, nah I'm, I, I, I'm curious. I think little, little jet packs, niggas is in the air just with a little pack on their back, man. And they said as early as 2026. Nigga, that's a couple of days away. That's not <laughs> not far at all, man. But, that's but a, that's not hilarious. to be not to be talking all crazy about airplanes because I'll be on an airplane shortly, and I already hate flying. But like, we don't know what the hell these pilots is doing up there. I was actually listening to a podcast, uh, and they actually had a pilot on. He was like, "Well, you know, once the plane is up in the air, it's really autopilot. It's right. like it, all all we're really doing is taking off and landing." And I just think to myself, like, damn, really? But then I started thinking about it, like, we all been driving in cars for years now. Like, how much attention are we really paying when we're driving? Even though we all know we should be, how many of us are texting and driving? How many of us are looking for that one song that we really want to listen to? How many of us are trying to find that podcast as we're driving, sitting at the red light, checking out Instagram, whatever? It's dangerous on the roads. It's dangerous in the streets. Like you said, Dizzle, we just got to embrace it. Mm-hmm. There's, been, yeah. there's been plenty of times where I've been driving and then I, like, not even realize I'm at my destination. You know, 30 minutes <laughs> have gone by. I was on autopilot myself. So, nah, I, I, I feel that for sure. But, yeah, it's happening, whether we going to be with it or not. So, you know, I say embrace it or get left yeah. behind. Right. I hate I hate driving. I hate driving as is. Unlike Killer, who's driven to Florida multiple times this calendar <laughs> year. You are a beast. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Shout to the army. Before <laughs> we start, I, I do, here. Go I, ahead, bro. Go I, ahead. I got I got one thing I saw that I wanted to ask y'all real quick. What since we all kind of have our own like gigs, me and Dizzle do DJ and Kev, you do gigs as well. What is your dream gig? Like, what is one thing that you just dream you could do in this space that you're in? Mm. For me, I will want to interview Stephen A. Okay. Stephen A, like a, a one-on-one or a pie interview with Stephen A. Because I think uh, 
him and I have a lot of similarities and I really want to read his book. Um, and I will also want to interview, uh, Rosenberg from Hot 97. Him and yeah. I careers are very parallel. Um, obviously hip hop radio, but he also does sports for ESPN New York. So like it's, yeah. it's eerily the same. I do radio here. I do yeah. uh, ESPN for our local affiliates. So I would just like to pick his brain about my career path, but I definitely want to interview Stephen A. Or maybe not even an interview, just talk to him. Just chop it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for myself, I would even say not even DJing. I want to sell a million dollar home. So I feel like the folks I'm working with now, they budget is is creeping up there. So you uh, know, it's definitely doable. Just you gotta know the right people. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say because you know DJing is cool. I I I think I make pretty decent money doing that. But I really am happy with how my gigs have been coming. I'm not too busy. Uh, mm-hmm. but if I could just get one million dollar home to sell, bro, that'll be, that's, that's goals for real. That's a nice, a nice commission check. So I, I asked, I asked y'all that. Now mine, I'll say mine would be after experiencing a BET award show. I got to go to the BET awards the year Michael Jackson died. Shout out to Tony Rock for the love on the tickets. But after experiencing a BET after party, my dream would be to DJ something like that because a BET awards or after party is everybody you saw on TV in one building getting fucked up. And it's just an <laughs> amazing, like, like I got a picture album in my uh, Facebook where I got pictures with like 20 people, 30 people, and you can all see it's the same night on the same shirt. <laughs> and it's comedians. It's I mean everybody you can think of is all in the building, and I would love to DJ something like that. But this podcast I was watching, this guy had a dream gig on the docket, and his wife and married. His wife had something going on that day, and he had to choose between his dream job and mm-hmm. his wife. So I'm asking you now, if your wife came into play. On your dream gig, what do you choose? The dream job, or do you choose what the wife needs you to do? That's easy for me. You want to go? Ahead and say it? <laughs> it's easy for me too. It's easy. Uh, for me too. <laughs> She'll be all right. I was gonna say my wife would be mad at me if I didn't choose my dream. So we three for three yeah. in that one, because because. <laughs> your wife is really down for you, she gonna know what that means to you, and no matter what it was, unless it was like death or something crazy, like like she go she gonna be just fine while I'm yeah. gone doing this dream opportunity. So my wife wonder, would be mad if I if I didn't go for this uh exactly. million dollar deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you talk about it like a dream opportunity or a dream gig. We we talk about those. It's always something that's gonna parallel you into something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was to interview Stephen A. Smith, it's not just going to be like, man, I just interviewed Stephen A. Smith. I'm going to use that audio and to parallel into something else. I mean, obviously selling a million dollar home, like bank account going to go crazy. Like, right, <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. The BET Awards, that's going to add you, you into a different stratosphere as a DJ. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. if we talking like, hey, I need you to cut the grass, well... <laughs> That can wait. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Stephen A's on line one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
But still, before we slide up out of here, slide up out of here, man. Oh, it's about to be Monday Night Football, man. Everybody watch Raising Canaan. I know it was a hectic weekend. Everybody up to speed. Oh, this nigga. You already know. Oh, this nigga. It's always one. Watch. I didn't watch it. I saw it. But if y'all want to talk about it, I won't be offended. No, 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 no. You, you, no spoilers. No team, no it's spoilers. It's a pretty good episode. Pretty good yeah, episode. It's a good episode. If somebody die, because if not, I'm going to watch it right. If somebody die, I'll watch it right now in the first quarter of this game. If somebody die. Somebody uh, I, do we? We can't spoil it. Yeah, man. we can't spoil it. I will tell you this: the Uncle Louie mm, did some questionable behavior. Questionable behavior. Very. With who? What? Y'all not talking about it now? Nah, come on, Uncle Uncle Louie. <laughs> Uncle Lulu did some questionable behavior. Something that it was, I think is unforgivable. I think that's unforgivable what he did. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's that's the biggest thing for me. Oh, okay. okay. I see what you. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, he did. That was fucked up. That was fucked up. Big fucked up. <laughs> Big fucked up. But but very predictable. But very fucked up nonetheless. Especially the person that he did it to. That's all I'll say. So it got to be his brother, and I ain't seen it. I Am I know. right? I, 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 don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to yeah, watch it. And, and we can do a double one next week. We can talk about both. Facts. There it is. Another episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Who they? <laughs> we that, we that, cuz. <laughs>